You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. But um, yeah, I'm actually so excited for this. <laughs> no, so am I. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're going to drop a lot of gems. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I kept like, as soon as like, you know, um, Kevin tagged me in there, I was like, oh my God, imposter syndrome. Like, have you seen the people that have been on this podcast? Like, oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Now, you know what? Yeah. Imposter syndrome is, is something that's difficult to deal with, man. What have what have, would you say that you've dealt with that on your journey? Do you know I have like two types of media. I have like proper, you know, like main character vibes where I actually think like I'm like the shit, like I'm that girl. And then I have like sometimes where I'll be like in a room surrounded by like um people that have like a lot of knowledge and then suddenly I'm like oh okay but I've been trying to have like a death of the ego and have like a little funeral for my ego because uh, my ego is getting me nowhere no nah, properly man why would you say how comes you think that it's getting you nowhere what did, did a specific event happen no it's like you know um before I kind of got every entrepreneur goes through like two types of you know like a two types of journeys I'd say right mm. so when you're first starting out and you literally feel like you know there's not too there's not too much knowledge on this earth like you can literally listen to anyone talk and you're learning everything from everyone talk mm. but then you can get you kind of get to that point where like i feel for a lot of people they feel like they've exhausted every single book out there they've exhausted every single like podcast out there and they kind of get that egoistic thing where they're like i know what i'm doing now mm. But I kind of, for me, like, when I say death of the ego, I had to, like, take a step back and just kind of understand, you know, no matter how much I know on this planet Earth, I never know enough. Like, we literally know, like, 2% of, like, the knowledge, if even that, like, 0.09% of, like, the knowledge that's actually out there. So Uh, every day is consistently having to learn. 100%, man. Life is literally, it's just a learning process. Yeah, for all, for all that. It's crazy though, because a lot of people don't realize that it's even as simple as, uh, for example, if you if you look at the light spectrum, I swear visible light is only what like ten percent of the spectrum, or yeah, is it one percent? I think it's even like one percent, and it's yeah. so crazy that like you know like dogs and babies can see more on like the um the spectrum that as like an adult human we can't even see. So mm. it's just like you know makes you realize there's a lot going on. Like there's never you can never know too much. Mm. Mm. you see yeah i know this is gonna be a a good conversation because i know that you're tapped into metaphysics i like people who are tapped into metaphysics 
yeah honestly like um I was literally um speaking to Nero the other day and uh when I was on like Black Faces' podcast that's so weird as soon as I said that like they <laughs> popped up that is so weird um it's like yeah um Nero was like to me why the hell would you not talk about metaphysics enough and he was like am I going to be disappointed listening to this and I was like yeah you're going to be disappointed listening to it so now like you know I'm going to try to drop all the gems no, come on, man. You, you gotta do it now. You have to. You, you put your word out there. You have to stand on it now. Yeah, nah, I got it. I got it. Don't worry, got you. <laughs> but speaking of metaphysics, though, what what kind of drew you into it? Like, what was your kind of first introduction, if you remember? So, um, when I was like between like fifteen to like nineteen. You know, I used to say this one weird thing, which is like the power of the mind. Like, for example, when I was like 17, I used to go clubbing a lot, right? Um, mm. And I'd literally be like to my friend, don't think about it. We're not going to get caught. It's the power of the mind. And I, I didn't even understand what it was, but it would literally be in any like dodgy situation of doing some dumbness. <laughs> I literally say power of the mind. Don't think <laughs> about like the negative consequences. <laughs> and nothing negative ever like I never had any negative implications I didn't even realize until like um 2020 when I actually started my like my spiritual journey um Mm. that damn wait I've just been manifesting stuff like my whole life and I didn't even know it Mm. so Mm. um and I would say like in 2020 it was literally during lockdown and I think um at the start of like 2020 before like COVID happened I kind of was very much like you know trying to get back into my Christian journey um, Mm. and step into it and I was like you know having dreams that I just couldn't explain and I was going back to church um, and then it got to like actual lockdown and I started like you know the internet kind of you know when you get into like a loop like deep hole like you keep clicking 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 rabbit uh, like a uh, yeah like a rabbit rabbit hole. hole Yeah, until I ended up, like, discovering, like, the deeper stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 we've gone too far now. <laughs> um, So it kind of, like, led me into there. But I started, like, questioning a lot about, like, religion. Because I was, like, seeing, you know, there's people of different religions all saying near enough the same thing about mm. the same, you know, creator, the universe, all of that, but just from a different angle. But yeah. I kind of understood, you know, when people just say, yeah, you just have to have faith but I didn't understand because how my mind operates is like it has to be scientific because mm. for it to make sense do you know what I mean do you have a scientific background um yeah I've got a degree in um pharmaceutical science yeah so, I, I see it now it, it makes sense it makes a lot of sense yeah so it's like you know when people like that's why for me it didn't make sense like um so my first introduction was seeing things like you know law of attraction and I'm like okay but you can say that but then isn't that the same as like just praying to god or you Mm. can like you know meditate etc but like what's the science like behind it what how does it make sense and that's when I stumbled upon like metaphysics Joe Dispenza quantum physics and I was like okay now I believe it because there's evidence studies everything to back it Mm, yeah, that's what I love about Dr. Dora Spencer, you know, because he literally, he got the, he, he basically used science to show proof that these principles exist. And uh, it kind of showed the reality of things and helped people to understand from a, because you know, people like you and even me as well, because I'm a bit like that, where I have to kind of see concrete proof 
mm-hmm. or things. I have to see like I have to see reason and logic for me to buy into something. Yeah, and he kind of did that in a way which literally proves things. Like it, it's crazy. It's so that man is too intelligent. Like he's the mm-hmm. only one we've got left. So you know, protective. Listen. <laughs> R.I.P. Bob Bob Proctor, man. R.I.P. to the goat, man. The legend himself. What uh, what kind of things did you um? Because I know you're you you were somebody who really liked him as well. Like what kind of things did you learn from him? So like when I very much first started like um my spiritual journey, so like I don't like calling it that. Just like when I became enlightened. <laughs> I don't know whatever like people. When say. when you woke up. When yeah, like up. when I became woke. I feel like as soon as I say woke, like my third eye just opens. <laughs> but um, it's like one of the first places I feel like a lot of people do stumble upon is like the secret mm. um and obviously he played like a massive part in the secret um and it's literally just made me understand you know everything starts in the mind this is before I knew like about the Kabbalion I knew about metaphysics it's literally like um me going from being that like 16 year old that always used to say the power of the mind um without knowing what that is to now stumbling upon the um the law of attraction mm. um and in that obviously they touch upon all of like the basics like you know you have to believe whatever the mind thinks like it will come into reality the universe is like your catalog you can literally think of something order it and have it mm. so um and then from there like i went into youtube and you know my FBI agents are just always listening to me like anything I do <laughs> like <laughs> it's coming up as suggestions so um I was watching obviously Bob Proctor's video started like popping up a lot and he has yes. like this one lengthy video I think it's like called the law vibration mm. I think um, I've seen that one actually yeah it's like I think is that the one sorry to interrupt is it is it the one where he has the whiteboard yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah and then he started explaining like you know um like I mentioned a lot of people I think they watched the secret and just kind of stopped there like mm. do you know MJ DeMarco no I don't know that person oh so he wrote a book called the Inscripted and Millionaire Fastlane you have got to read them oh I've heard of the second one but I haven't read it oh okay you have got to read it amazing well, what, what's it about um, it's literally just like you know how everyone is living like in a scripted life like you you're born obviously you go to school you go to get a job and then you die but um, you get like three types of people you get like your sidewalkers people that are just like they kind of don't think for themselves they don't know what's going on in the world they just kind of you know follow whatever the government tells them to do they follow mm. and then you get like your slow laners those are like your Warren Buffett's and then you get your fast ladies. That's like you know your new age money, um, crypto people. Or that's like that's, that's the black bezoses of the of the group. Or the Wi-Fi monies, yeah. The Wi-Fi money people. <laughs> yeah, that's the larger Wi-Fi money. Large up. <laughs> um. So that's kind of like how it's um set apart. But in that book, I think he is very much like you know you get like your, your books where it's just very much business there's no like um they don't put any concepts of like universal laws or anything into it they just kind of think they got lucky or they worked hard and then ended up in the position they ended up in Mm. so he kind of thinks of it from that perspective and he is like oh this isn't your law of attraction thing where you just sit on the couch and you think all day about Mm. what you want and then somehow it just magically appears um and when I was listening to that book, I'm thinking, okay, you have not understood what the law of attraction is at all. Mm. 
Um, and I think that's kind of the same conception that people got when they watched The Secret, that you kind of just have to sit down, think of what you want, and that's it. But mm. they don't understand that, you know, energy is motion. Like, like yeah, emotion is like energy in motion. Like, you have to add, like, some sort of energy into what you want, and the universe will literally bend over backwards if you place action into what you want mm. to make it happen. So yeah that's kind of where I was at with law of attraction and then um when I saw Bob Proctor talking about laws of vibration you know adding that little spark of energy into what you want and you know the visualizations how your subconscious mind works that's when I was like oh okay we're onto something here Mm. so what so 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 when you look at law of attraction you don't just see it as something that you just you just think of things which is a lot a lot of people do that so how do you see it like when you put it into practice, what kind of things would you do to help you to put that energy into motion? Um, so for me, for example, it's like I vis- I'm like a heavy visualizer, but I think everyone has their own like manifestation um, mm. powers, whatever. For me, it's journaling. Like I literally, I feel like my journal's like you know. Have you seen Death Note? Destiny. Death Note. Definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how everything he writes, like obviously it, they die, but like, um, <laughs> like <laughs> for me, I feel like everything I write down in my journal happens straight away. Like it happens, mm. it just happens. I've tried like other methods of like manifestation. Like for you, what's your like one go to? Um, mine's a bit of a blend. Mine's between visualization, journaling, and also vocalizing things as well like speaking it into oh, existence yeah. because every time when I speak words I feel like the emotion even if I don't intend to like mm. if I even say like the word love I will feel love in my heart oh I love that that's like it's, um it's, yeah I love that I was it's like quite weird um I think that's called like sensory sensory um manifestation where like you feel like all of the senses as you either like you know vocalize it or like when you touch something you feel something or like you know when people like have like an old like top of like their partner and they smell it and then suddenly feel mm. all the feelings yeah so yeah i can't lie my girlfriend was away from the house at one point and she has a scented candle and i smelled it and it just reminded me of her and i felt the love oh so what was that thing called you said sensory visualization yeah so um it just kind of helps you especially for something that's familiar to you but i think a lot of people you know that is something that they can actually um m- manifest quicker like they find that they're actually under vibration a lot quicker when they manifest that way but mm. where they kind of like don't like someone will be like, you know, talking about one day I will visit uh, Dubai, for example. But <laughs> they don't have an image of Dubai. They don't know yeah. what Dubai feels like. They don't know what it like. You know, they don't have like that act as if vibe mm. of it. So of course they're never, you know, it's never gonna happen. You can it just ends at like a saying, like a wishful saying. So then you would say that your one would be journaling, but what, what what's the name for that one? Because that one's called a sensory one. What's the journaling one called? It's actually just scripting or journaling. 
okay because cool. for me I, I like i have like two types of journaling like you know the six minute journal that i literally bang on about every single day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally i've had like 10 of them at this point like i, literally, <laughs> I love it um so there is like the six minute journal which is like you know every morning i write down i am grateful for da 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 and then mm. the but how i do it is i switch it up between present and future so yeah. like, my subconscious can't tell like if I'm t- saying like oh I'm grateful for my family for like housing I'm grateful for like everything you know just little things that happen in my day that just make me feel like that feel good feeling mm. um and then I will like literally like the next day be like I'm so grateful that I've got um this like my literally dream house and I'll detail like my dream house I'm like walking through the like white cold floors like I'm so grateful for this um and I literally switch it up every day and then I also do like journaling where I write like letters to myself as if it's like a year from now talking about like oh all of the things that you wanted you've accomplished them Mm. so what and then when that year's done then you look back and see if you've done it yeah so Mm. I found literally it's so crazy like every single thing that I wanted I can't lie I've accomplished it so it definitely congratulations on that man because you know what a lot of people start things and they 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 struggle to even finish it. So for you to be able to write a full letter to yourself and come back, that's like you literally wrote the future. Exactly. You're and a I feel time like traveler. People understand for real. A man said a time traveler. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> Marty McFly. <laughs> but um it's literally because i don't believe i found that so funny because i don't believe in the concepts of time that's why <laughs> only the real ones know <laughs> go on so actually no don't skip past that explain a little bit about that so um have you heard of eckhart tolle yeah so um that's the person who wrote um new the secret um, isn't it no oh no um the hobbit no, 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 no. He wrote, um, let me quickly, I know he wrote a phenomenal book. Oh, The Power of Now and um, The New Earth. Oh, that book, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, in his, like, um, A Power of Now, he, The Power of Now, sorry, he literally discusses that, like, you know, there is no, like, you know, past, present or future. Like, everything right. exists in your mind in the now what your past is is just a memory and what your future is is literally just a thought the only difference between it just being like a random like thought like you could just randomly think like um I don't know like I'm in Mexico dressed as um you know I'm in Mexico eating whatever they eat in Mexico um Mm. and the difference between that just being a random statement and it being like something that you actually think of in the future is you adding the emotion behind it right so um in the power of now like nothing else exists other than the now like you can't go back to yesterday you can't go back you can't go to tomorrow but you can think about yesterday you can think about tomorrow Mm. so that's kind of what i mean but you know like there's no the concept of time doesn't exist if you think about it right so you're saying that um time isn't linear yeah it is just but then you know that's a whole different conversation because then it goes a bit further into like you know there's different quantum divisions like uh, mm-hmm. everything is happening at once yeah that's a little bit of joe dispenser there what's a what's a quantum division if, if you could break it down very simply have you heard of like um so 
in a simple for everyone listening um there is an experiment called the schrodinger's i don't even know how to pronounce it schrodinger's cat um that joe dispenser like heavily goes on about so it's literally like they placed a cat into a box and then put like you know atoms like literally start shooting random atoms and um phantoms at it in like one reality the cat had died and in another reality it hadn't but this was happening literally in front of like the scientist's eyes so it's like different quantum realities and different possibilities can happen all at once Mm. but it's just uh, based on what energy you put into yourself so you can literally imagine a different version of yourself tomorrow than the one that's already going to happen but the only thing that's changed is the energy that you place into that person that you want to be Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of people believe, like, you know, you're living, um, like, for example, what um, Albert Einstein said, um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting, like, a different outcome. Yeah. So a lot of people are, like, um, they expect to be a different person tomorrow, but they're not putting a different energy into being someone different tomorrow. They're not working on their personal development, waking up, doing the same routine every single day, but you're expecting a different outcome. Mm. but that different version of you literally exists you just have to put energy into becoming that different version of yourself Mm. that's kind of like explains it like the simplest way possible because i know everyone be like what but look it up um schrodinger's cat thought experiment that's a very interesting experiment because you know what i've read through dr joe despender's work but i've never actually heard of that experiment either that or i might have forgotten about it but that is really interesting. I'm definitely going to search that right after we finish talking. But yes, yes. It's, I think it's in like chapter one of Breaking the yeah. Habits of Being Yourself or mm. his other book. I forgot the name of it. Becoming Supernatural? Yeah, Becoming Supernatural. It's either mm-hmm. chapter one of that one or the other one. I think it might be the other one because um, I haven't read that one, the other one. Oh, but I've read Becoming Supernatural. Phenomenal piece of work. Phenomenal. If you have, if you guys haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. It's just it's an amazing piece of work. And if you if you're somebody who kind of doubts the validity of um, certain spiritual techniques and meditations, visualization, and anything of that nature, just read that book and you'll change your mind. You will just see it for yourself. You see the proof in the pudding. You see different um, experiments that happened that are real life experiments. They're verified and they've been using real people, real instruments is all there to kind of show you exactly how it works and also how you can use it for yourself. Yeah, that's 100%. For like, if anyone doesn't know who Joe Dispenser is, just literally go on YouTube. There's hundreds of interviews that he's done. You'll literally, your mind will be blown away, like crazy. Mm. Well, yeah, man. So I feel like we kind of just jumped right into the deep end right now. I think we should pull it back a little bit and just, just give a quick introduction to who you are, what you do, and yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about that part, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, hi guys, I'm JV. Um, so, I'm a freelance, well, I'm no longer a freelance, but like for the most part, I have been a freelance web developer and a digital marketer. So, essentially, what I do is, you know, if you've got a business idea, or you literally don't even know where to start like with business or getting an idea. I help someone from that stage 
all the way up to scaling to like a five figure you no know, sorry six figure seven figure business so from anywhere in between that involves like you know creating your social media um creating your website just having a digital online presence and converting and getting customers or clients all the way up to you know turning them into like a high paying clients um I help with anywhere along that journey so that includes coaching and um yeah that's pretty much what I do in digital marketing and yeah that's crazy so how does that work though like in terms of um freelancing and building other people's businesses so um I think do you know what yeah like I'm one of them people I've explained before like you know when I was between like the age of 16 up until like when I'm 22 now so from the age of like 16 up until 20 I think I kind of thought the only way you can become rich is trading your time for uh, pay I didn't Mm. understand like there was any other um means of money like yeah there was just no I just thought that was it you know you had to go to work so between those ages I literally worked at everywhere like I worked at you know Curry's PC World, Ikea, Costa Coffee, Specsavers just yeah do you know what I mean like I worked everywhere and at the same time I had businesses upon businesses upon businesses um the best thing throughout this I kind of learned is like you know how to do everything myself like when I had my food was and I started that myself I like made the website myself done the marketing myself my swimwear business the same my hair business uh it was all like you know the same process essentially um but I realized you know what I'm more passionate about actually helping people go through that process and helping people like Mm. you know better themselves than I am about actually doing it for myself Mm. So I kind of realised, and, I, you know, I love helping people. Like, you know, when you just get that feeling of, like, I've actually changed someone's life or I've actually done something that could, like, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, that, for me, is just, like, I feel like that's where my inner purpose comes from. Mm. So your purpose is, it, it lies in just helping people and just improving the world, basically. That's what your purpose seems to be. Yeah, 100%. Like, my little motto is literally just your success is my success because mm. if, obviously, uh, like, I help a client and they're not happy at all, I'm not going to be happy with, like, you know, I haven't done a good <laughs> job. Like, mm. yeah, so that is kind of it. The world revolves more when you've got something that you're a little bit passionate about. And that's that, for me, is what I'm passionate about. Mm. Do, you, do you feel like there's a difference between, like, how you felt about yourself um, between before you start to teach people versus how you feel now like now that you've taught people and they have excelled their knowledge and changed their lives I feel like do you know what I think when I first started like you know coaching people and like helping people develop themselves a lot of people used to kind of do like you know the there's like a hush hush gatekeeping um kind of thing going on with like you know the information and like the cabalion and all of that kind of stuff like people Mm. feel like this is very sacred knowledge that needs to be kept to ourselves like don't Mm. so I think when I was coaching as well I'm basically literally teaching people this is how to be a freelancer this is how to get clients this is where to find them this is how to do everyone was like why would you do that you're literally like taking clients away from yourself there are 7 billion people in the world. There is no way someone can say, you know, you're taking my clients. If you wanted that client, you would have that client. You would literally do everything possible to make sure you've got X and Y 
amount of clients like competition just doesn't exist so if you can mm. all help each other and bring each other up you'll gain a lot more out of it 100 percent. and you know what as well it's, it's it's also kind of like you know during the gold rush they say that there's this quote i don't know who exactly said this quote but it's something along, along, the, along the lines of it's better to sell the shovels than be the person who shovels for the gold Mm. and it, when you look at most of the richest businesses in the world they basically sell the shovels like for yeah. example amazon for example Honestly. they basically give a a, a store where people an online mall where people can set up shop and sell to other people around the world and it drives millions if not billions of traffic into it every single day and what he's doing is basically selling shovels to people rather than being the person who's shoveling. And the people in that situation who are shoveling are the vendors. And when you teach people, it's kind of like you kind of sell people the shovels, but in a way that will benefit them forever. And that will in turn benefit their families. And it's very powerful when you just give to people, you know, because you're abundant. Yeah, honestly. And that is so key. The fact that you've literally mentioned that is because you're abundant. Like, I feel like holding back information and that gatekeeping nurse is just like literally from a scarcity um, mindset. Like Mm. there's enough for everyone to go around. Like when people speak about, you know, um, you're like, you're exactly right in the sense that it's better off to be the person providing the service than the person actually selling the products. And I found that like when I was um, doing all of these businesses, like I, I was really struggling, but, my struggle turned into like my success in the sense that I learned from my experience and kind of have utilized my own experience to help other people not go through the same issues Mm. but selling the service and helping people for me is so much better and because I'm solving a problem for people than doing a um just a product like you're the man on dragon's den (laughs) going in there with like a product I can't I can't do that personally (laughs) long day if you do yeah it's a long day <laughs> now but you know what though i gotta commend you because even to to start up so many because you started up so many different businesses um mm-hmm. a lot of people they want to do it but they haven't even started with their first what kind of pushed you to to start with your first one so i think you know um a lot of people understand can only understand when they've only felt like you know one one side of the pendulum of like struggle like for me it was like this the side of that I was going through uni I was a uni student spending my money on stupidity like mm. god bless me man um, like I literally would work the whole summer have a lot of money to actually sustain through uni and mm. then somehow you know towards the end of the semester I'm there like oh my god dad <laughs> send me a tenner so <laughs> It was that that made me realise, like, you know, I can't... I got to a certain age where it's like, you know, I've been working since I was 16. There's no reason I should ever feel like I haven't learned enough or haven't, haven't made enough to be a certain type of person that can, like, just have money coming to me abundant abundantly. So mm. um, it's kind of like, for me, I had to start earning money. And it's only when you face struggle would you understand, like, you know... I need like you know that crackhead mentality of like I need yeah. money today. Um, a lot of people are too comfortable; they don't exit their comfort zone, and that's why they feel like, let me tweak this little part of my business, let me make this little logo fancier, then I will start. And like, 
a month has gone past, six months has gone past, a year has gone past, and that business that you could have been tweaking the logo whilst you're doing it, it could have, you know, gotten better and you could have literally been selling already. Mm, literally. So, and the amount yeah. of sales that you could have had in that time frame as well could have been exponential. For real, for real. And do you know what the maddest thing is, yeah? Have you seen, like, Apple's first logo? Um, Is that the one where it's, like, a rainbow? No, that was, like, their, like, fourth or fifth one. But it was, like, um, who discovered gravity? Is it Isaac Newton? Yeah. It was, like, like, like Isaac Newton sat under a tree and then an apple falls on him. That was literally yeah. that whole logo, like, that drawing, which is just complex and unnecessary. But they were trading with that logo for quite a, a number of years. Um, and, you know, they've changed their logo like 15 times. And one thing mm-hmm. when I'm like helping like business brand themselves and create their branding is like you're here obsessing over what color looks best for like literally a month. Just mm-hmm. get No one cares. Like, obviously, you know, there's psych- psychology behind colors, but no one actually cares when it comes down to it. Like they care about your product and your substance and your marketing. Mm, that's the thing people just forget it's just not about the the that your product could be all nice and fancy and looks nice but when they actually consume the product are they really gonna want to come back mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what people seem to forget like it's all about how the value at the end of the day it's not about how it looks mm. it can look nice but that will not retain a customer a hundred percent and I think one thing I've also learned in my journey is just like a lot of people are so scared of like asking people for feedback in terms of like just asking like their friends, family or just anyone in general because they're scared of hearing the negativity um, that people may give to them. So they're so comfortable like, you know, not getting sales, not making any money from their business because they would rather that than not hear people think of them in a negative manner. But um, I found, like, me personally, I will literally go out there and ask, like, you know, do an ad campaign of asking people, like, what do you think of my branding? Tell me, like, what's wrong with it? Or tell me, like, what needs to be fixed? And then because I've gotten that that feedback, I will now go better it and do better with everything else. Um, but a lot of people are too scared to ask anyone for that advice. So that's one mm. thing. If you're starting a business ask 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 because you're serving the customers you're not serving yourself 100 percent, 100 percent. a lot of people go into the business and like they're, they're too scared to ask for that constructive constructive criticism because they're too it attacks their ego and it makes them feel like they're failing but mm-hmm. it's, it's not the case man it's just it's, it's going to help you to improve your service to make sure you don't fail one night deep like yo people are actually here running up debt you know just to like actually look good just to feed uh. their ego because everyone's like oh damn i'm trying to be like you man i'm trying to be like <laughs> like yo but your business is failing on the on the low low so 100 percent. yeah it's, it's, it's cool, a crazy man. world we live in you know proper proper but i want to go back to um the stores that you had as well is do you still do those or are you solely focusing on the freelancing mainly now and you kind of drop those so um from like one of the stores that I had was um the swimwear. This was like like actually my baby because I used to travel a lot. So I kind of like, you know, had the me personally as a consumer, I had the issue where like I would go into 
stores last minute like I've maybe booked a holiday like a week ago um and now it's like the day before and I'm like looking around for somewhere and it's either overpriced or it was just like nasty like it just wasn't uh. eat, you know so um and then you know especially online when it comes to like if you're going on holiday in December no one's selling swimwear online it's all just coats so um I decided to start my own swimwear brand, where which kind of catered to people 365 days a year um, nice. and next day delivery type of vibe. So um, that was, um, it was a drop shipping store because I didn't know like what people liked in terms of style. So I thought, okay, let me do my first year drop shipping. And then from there, design my own swimwear and go from there, like um, have an actual, you know, full blown boutique. But because of COVID, uh, no one was traveling. Um, China was closed. Uh, it was just a month. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I done too many refunds in that one month. It was just like nope. You got to the point. You had to re-strategize, isn't it? Yeah. So um, obviously I could have been beaten up about that. I could have been like, what the hell? Like, um, I'm never gonna make money again. This is the worst <laughs> thing. That could have been like my struggle story for the rest of my life. But <laughs> it's like, nah, we gotta get back up and go. So that's when I started my um, Chef by JV, which is like my food business. Um, and with that, I kind of just saw a gap in the market. Like no one knew how to cook at uni. When I started uni, I couldn't cook either, which is, you know, it was ba- embarrassing to tell anyone back then. But now I'm like, yeah, I had a food business, so I can tell anyone I, I could cook. <laughs> you know, if, if, if anyone crosses for it, just say, listen, I can outsource a chef. Yeah, honestly. Um, so I learned how to cook literally through YouTube and you know the mad like seafood boils, like all of them like mm. good good stuff. I'd be making that. Um and I literally, you know, during lockdown all restaurants were closed. So I went from struggling on one business to finding another opportunity in the market. So that business was doing so well. Like I can't lie, there would be queues of people like parked up outside my house. Um like my neighbors wow. really thought I was selling drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> so um but the issue was like um because it was kind of just me. Um mm. And at that point, I was just starting out fully as like an entrepreneur. Like, although I had had businesses before, this was like my first real, like, you know, big, like, profitable like business. Yeah. So I didn't really understand the beauty of outsourcing back then. So I was mm. like, you know, I was grabbing the ingredients. I was um, doing the deliveries. I was cooking. I was cleaning the kitchen. I was doing the paperwork. I was doing that, you know, the food and health, like um, all of that, like paperwork that you have to do for the council, all of that. So it was a bit messy because then I would end up literally in the kitchen from like 6, 7 a.m. up until 9 p.m. Um, yeah. So that was, again, still hours for pay for me. Mm. Yeah, because it's kind of like, it's still a job, but it's just that it's your own job. Like, you don't have a boss type of thing. Yeah. you're still selling your time and energy for that money. And there'd be no breaks for me. And I didn't also, like, you know, when you're still an early entrepreneur, a lot of people, I feel they still don't understand this. You have to pay yourself first before you do anything else. Like, you need to know, like, this is how many hours I've worked. This is how much I, like, you know, work per hour. And Mm. this is how much I'm paying myself. So I kind of didn't pay myself first. It was like everything I've earned, let's just run it back into the business. Mm, All money in like Nipsey. 
yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> literally that exactly um so a lot of my money was just being you know going back into the business and then like I'd be working all of these mad 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 hours but then in my personal bank account there would be like you know nothing and I thought was, this was like hustler culture where it's like um you know you have zero pounds in your bank account but your business is booming and it's not that's not the mm. case like you need to be kind to yourself as an entrepreneur 100% 100% especially yeah man when you're an entrepreneur it's like mental health is a serious thing and you need to look after it and I feel like when you don't pay yourself and you don't give yourself that time to just relax and ease off the gas for a little bit you, you'll blow up at some point a hundred percent so I like for me personally I was burnt out a lot and all the time and then there'll be times like because obviously I chose what days I'd be open and at first it was like every day and then it kind of started getting less and less and the next thing I'm like okay it's been two weeks and I should probably like open but I'm I was so burnt out and it turned into like okay this was my passion and now it's almost like a task to open the store so that's kind of like where it went a little bit downhill for me which annoys me because like now it's been like a year I haven't posted anything and literally every day I still get messages and I get follows like are you open can I get food <laughs> um and I like last week do you know Grace Adjola Adjolo? um I don't I do know a few Graces but I don't know last names Oh, she's like some like massive YouTuber with like over a million subscribers. She literally messaged my food page like, "Can I get some food?" Um, and then she was like, oh, "Okay." And I was like, "I'm closed, but for you, I will." And then she was like, um, "Well, once I permit, because I want to do it for." She wanted to do it for like a you know one of them mukbangs. Mm. Um, and then she was like, "Once I permit, people obviously want to get food." And then that was like for me, uh, this uh, like Wi-Fi mm. money, you know? Yeah, you yeah. wasn't on it yeah I just wasn't on it for me it's like I can make in a day um literally I can make so much in a day just sitting on my laptop I don't feel like I need to be running around up and downtown in the kitchen all day I can literally make a website for someone in two days and I can make like you know two and a half grand just from that site so Uh, it doesn't make sense for me if it makes sense uh, how did you get into the the Wi-Fi money, then how did you start making money online? So um, making money online, I kind of like, you know, like serendipity. I don't know how to say that word, but I just like stumbled upon it. It was like an accidental thing. Um, it literally, like in science, like um, that word serendipity means like when you mix like two chemicals together and then accidentally make um, a drug by accident, but you don't intend on making it and then suddenly mm. becomes a success. So that was pretty much the same thing that happened to me. Um, I did not intend on it at all. And then like my friends would literally always ask me, like, oh, I've seen your food website, or oh, I've seen your like swimwear website, like how did you do that? I saw like, you know, the sales you posted um like on your story. I've seen like the stuff you post on your story, how did you do that? Like, can you help me with this? And I was like, damn, I'm like dropping free gems. Like this was like way back in like twenty like between 2018 and 2020 I was mm. like dropping free gems to everyone and I thought wait let me actually start monetizing this um and then from there that's kind of where it all began then I done a few like you know I didn't essentially pay for courses but I had a mentor and this was like the most important thing for me having that mentor 
because it was someone like who knew the industry had had a foot in the industry and they were literally taking me under their wing and teaching me everything about mm. like marketing and youtube as well i was at uni i had assignments to do but i'll be on youtube all night long looking at how to make websites how to like you know market a brand that kind of stuff like so that's where it began and this was like literally exam season off my final year of uni so it was like mm. the last time to start but <laughs> yeah it was actually no, it wasn't my final year it's like my second year of uni yeah what's well, different is that at the end of the day you still got your degree though so yeah you made it free it. remaining yeah. champion yeah I, got, I made it free i don't know how because the final like two years were like a, a real struggle to just be in uni and i explained this briefly like you know i did not want to be at uni at all to start off with um and then i kind of like detached myself you know very heavily from mm. uni um like my cousin passed away like during second year of uni and that for me was just like okay do I really want to be suffering for the rest of my life doing a degree I hate or do I actually want to like live my life and that's kind of where my business start, journey started blossoming and just traveling mm. mm-hmm. so so after that then you, you you went traveling and then that's when the business started to be after the travel or before the travel so before like I'd say I traveled and then that's when I realized okay there's a gap in the market for swimwear so that's where ah. the business started yeah Mm, it's interesting how life works huh honestly like I thought you have to just like everything is a blessing honestly people don't realize but it's the attitude of gratitude like you can use any tools that you have around you um and they they can blossom into anything but I think a lot of people do kind of wallow in their own pity Mm, 100% yeah so with your um if you don't mind me asking about this, did you say it was your cousin who died? Yeah, that's right. Uh, first and foremost, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, that's all right. How was it dealing with that? Because today, right. sorry to interrupt, um, but today literally is the is my dad's birthday and he passed away when I was 16. Oh. So I know that like quite a lot of people are dealing with like bereavement right now and they really struggle with it. So I'm wondering like how you coped through it or if you have coped through it. My condolences, by the way. But um, for me, I think it's like everyone kind of sees me. I've always had like this strong personality where everyone thinks, damn, like, girl, you strong. Like, you can get through anything. So yes. when, obviously, this event happened, like, obviously, my whole family was very, very upset. But because I'm, like, supposedly, quotation marks, the strong one, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, Valerie will deal with it. She's just strong anyway. So mm. I kind of became, like, a shoulder to, like cry on for everyone else but for me my mental health was just like plummeting slowly 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 just going down because it was more of like no one was checking up on me because they kind of expected me like oh you're gonna deal with it and that's where like my escapism became traveling because I just kind of felt like okay the world is my oyster I just need to get out of here I need to go and see something else like just be away from as much as I love my family it was kind of like you know a very depressing environment to be around everyone else whilst also like grieving as well so that's mm. kind of how my escapism became traveling mm. yeah and then with um obviously lockdown came through so mm-hmm. did did you find another like an alternative in the meanwhile um so when lo- i think that's when i went into like you know 
um work overdrive like I was Mm. literally just like you know non-stop like from one business to the next to the next and all this time like whilst having these businesses like this was like exam season of uni and at the same time it was like um I was working at Tesco so it was like literally like I'd be working food business on some days then I'd be working in Tesco I'd have exams going on at the same time and then I'd Mm. have like um that's when I started like learning digital marketing like in the middle of the night so it was like non-stop rest um and I literally just did not give myself any rest at all because my escapism was traveling and I kind of need to find like damn I need something new Uh. so yeah and then I think it was only 2021 when I realized you don't have to suffer you don't Mm. need to do that you don't have to work so hard like money will literally come um, and that's when I started, you know, using all of the knowledge I'd learned from like my manifestation, like um, the universal laws, just to kind of understand that, you know, you need to just be in a place of ab- abundance and everything comes. Um, and, you know, 2022, the results came free. Mm. Yeah. That's good, man. It's good that you was able to kind of navigate your way through it because some people... Um, they kind of like let it just build up slowly and then they don't find an outlet for it. And then mm. that's when they bottle up and then explode. Or it just gets to a point where they kind of just... Because you know when you're the person who everyone just cries on and depends on for things, it's, people tend to not really ask you if you're okay or, or if you need anything. And it's good that you're yeah. able to find a way to kind of just deal with that. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. It takes a lot of strength. 